This next Mishnah, the last to deal with the Simchas Beis Hoshayeva, the rejoicing over the drawing of the water, has an extremely otherworldly feel to it, almost an aura to it. It gets a little technical, some of the points, and some of it will be impossible to explain without knowing the intricate different layers and, and different layout of the temple, of the Beis Hamikdash, of the temple itself. If one isn't familiar with that, it's going to be hard to know the exact details, but I suggest reading the Mishnah as I believe it's intended to be read, understanding what all the words mean, but also understanding that there's a flow to it where you almost seems to be transported to the actual celebration of the entire Jewish people. So let's read the Mishnah. First of all, just to begin, that the Rambam already, as he, Maimonides, when he introduces this Mishnah, he says that this mitzvah of rejoicing of the drawing of the water was not done this rejoicing by any simple people or anybody that wanted it was the greatest of the Jewish people, the leaders, the greatest scholars and the heads of the Sanhedrin and the most pious among the people would be the ones that would juggle and do this this whole festivity. And now that's what the Mishnah says. Let's learn the Mishnah inside. That men of piety and good deeds, very special people, the most spiritual people would be the ones that would be involved in this juggling, dancing before them with lighted torches in their hands. And I can't even begin to tell you how much Hasidus talks about this idea, about that the Hasidim would dance with before the previous Mishnah we spoke about these big poles having the illumination, having the fire. But here we're talking about that the Hasidim would actually have that fire in their hands. And as they were juggling and having these lights, these fires, they would be singing these songs of praise, praises of Hashem, they would be singing. And at the same time, Valaviyim and the Levites, who we know were always in charge of the music, <clears throat> they would be playing musical instruments. They would be playing Bikinoyres, Ubinavolum, Uvimitzaltaim, Ubachatsoitzois, Ubakleishir, Bule Misper. They would be playing with harps and lyres and cymbals and trumpets, Bule Misper, which means innumerable with no number, meaning there would be so many musical instruments. It would be like the most glorious orchestra you could imagine. And where would they stand, the Leviyim? <clears throat> when the sacrifices were brought in the temple, the Levites would be standing on the special duchin, on the special stairs near the altar. But during this time of the Simchas Beis Hosheva, this rejoicing, they would stand al They would be standing on the 15 steps from the Ezra Yisrael, from the section called the Court of the Israelites, meaning the part of the temple where, there were all, where Israelites could go as opposed to further on where only Kohanim could go, so it was a little towards the outside, and then there are steps, 15 going down to what's called the Ezra Snoshim, the courtyard of women, so those 15 steps going down, that's those 15 steps, the Levim would stand to play their instruments, and the Mishnah says that those 15 steps... They correspond to the 15 chapters of Psalms 120 to 134, the 15 Psalms that all begin, Shir Hamalais, the Song of Ascents, literally the songs that they would sing on these 15 stairs. These 15 stairs, which is Yud and Hei, and at that time, two priests, two Kohanim would stand <clears throat> on an upper gate that was also a part of this gate that would go from the, Ezra, from the courtyard of Israel to the courtyard of the women, they would have two trumpets in their hands, when the rooster would crow, meaning they would be dancing the whole night until the morning came and the rooster would crow and it would be time to actually draw the water. They would blow the <coughs> these trumpets in such a way of tkia, tkia.
and then they would start going down. They would come to the 10th step, meaning they would start coming down. They would blow the shofar again. Then they would continue going down the steps. They would come to the main floor of the of the temple. They would blow the shofar again. And they would make sure to keep these tkias, these shofar blasts, continuing until they would come to the eastern gate, meaning the gate going outside towards the temple, leaving the temple east. And when, meaning towards the sun, but with their back towards the Holy of Holies. When they got to that temple going east, they would then turn their face west towards the Holy of Holies with their back towards the sun. And these Kohanim would then say in the name of all the Jewish people, Our forefathers that were in this place, their backs were towards the palace of God, but their face was was east towards the sun. And they would bow down to the sun. But us, we our eyes are to God. Meaning the Jewish people always come from a place that from darkness comes to light and that comes includes recognizing that one's forefathers might have been bowing down to the sun or other things that are meaningless, but our eyes are to God. And Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, that they wouldn't just say that our eyes are to God. They would say, they would say it twice. We are to God. And our eyes are to God.